point. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the world infamous, the world-renowned A Week Late Podcast. I am your infamous host, Darren Torres, a.k.a. Analysis 489. That's the word analysis plus the numbers 489 for you simpletons that can't find me on Xbox and whatnot. That is my gamer tag. Shout out to me when you're online. This is episode 119 for Spider-Man Far From Home. With me today, I have a guest, as always, my really good friend, Amazing Mike. Thank you for being on the show today, sir. We're tight. For the new listeners, this is a podcast, a online radio program, if you will, that tackles reviews of movies fashionably late. I got tired of podcasts out there ruining movies for me, so hopefully this podcast gives you a format in which you can enjoy the movie with us, in air quotes, because we do record this we do record this podcast this show in two portions last the last episode um, we actually recorded in like four different portions and then you guys saw the result to that or two different parts that were put out I think that format went so well that I might just start splitting up every episode into two parts because people seem to run no. run for the hills when they see a four hour long <laughs> podcast they're they're more likely to probably push play when they see an hour or so at a time. Versus, they got other shit to do. Right, yeah. And I get it. And I, and I, and I know that there are podcasts out there uh, that are longer than mine, but I'm not Joe Rogan. So, right. There's that. I am not a celebrity, and people don't care what I have to say, so I might just be splitting up the episodes in easier chunks for you to listen to. Not sure just yet. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that being said, for the new listeners, this is a explicit tag on iTunes, if that's where you're listening, and you're in a cubicle at work, put on headphones, because I don't want you to get fired for our potty mouths, because, oh, eventually it's going to get there. And racial slurs. And racial slurs. We don't try to offend people on purpose, but if you go onto the iTunes comments, boy, people aren't happy with me right now. Apparently, there was an episode where, uh, I think it was The Expendables, whoever my, whoever my guest was at the time made some, I don't, I don't even want to bring it up because I don't feel like we offended anybody, but it was like a transgender joke. Dude, that movie's so fucking old. And I know, that's how old this is, and I'm reading the reviews on uh, my iTunes, which I rarely do. But recently, I've gotten uh, emails from iTunes telling me that people have been leaving reviews, which is good. That means people are listening. But it's bad because they're not giving me good reviews. Uh, yeah, she wasn't happy with that. Anyway, there's a running oh, joke. Uh, there's a running joke. Uh, Nessa Bug. She doesn't still listen, but that's who gave me one star and uh, told me to stop telling transgender jokes, which I don't even remember doing. Shout out to all my LGBTQ people out there. Hi. Damn it, man. I'm the furthest thing from transphobic or homophobic. I'm just actually phobic about everything. I'm just He's scared. Actually just, uh, I'm just sitting next to a gay man right now. Yeah. So believe me. I'm so I'm so scared to just be I'm out. Homophobic, I'm so scared to be out in the world. I get anxiety just from being alive. Why would I go and be at another level of phobism to my already existing crazy nervous demeanor? Anywho's, uh, 
For By the way, he's, he's holding up a rag right now, wiping his head that smells like paper mache. You know, <laughs> My head or the rag? <laughs> it's been used for multi-purposes. Oh, boy. Disgusting. Gross. That being said, welcome to the new listeners. Thank you for showing up. We are also available on SoundCloud, Himalaya, Stitcher. Uh, what else? I think we're going to be on Patreon soon. I haven't gotten any official donations online in the 11 years I've been doing this episode. But if you go on to weekly.com, you can hit the donate button and help us pay for some uh, alcoholic beverages and Hell some movie yeah. tickets. I just spent $50 on today. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be delicious. I'm gonna be thanks up. for that, I guess. For those of you that don't know, we do partake in adult beverages and allegedly other substances that you'll hear nothing lo- crazy that, no. that you're definitely going to hear later we're not going to eat each other's face or anything so no it's not K2 we're, we're not doing salts. we're not doing bath salts or spice or whatever the fuck there's no overpass just good old shit from the earth Okay, uh, episode 119 is underway. We are going to watch Spider-Man Far From Home. This episode took forever to get to. Uh, Spider-Man has been out for at least a month now. Um, so many other movies are in the theaters that people are actually requesting, um, which is new. I'm glad. Uh, shout out to Scott and his wife. Um, shout out to Clench Fist. Uh, we were going to do a podcast last week, but we ended up doing the... Actually, this was two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. the Clenchfish show. Uh, I almost broke my leg. Uh, that's how hard those motherfuckers rocked. I almost broke my leg. It's, yeah, I do. I'm actually, I have been walking with a lid for two weeks. Oh, I almost broke my leg. Um, it doesn't recover very fast. I don't. Uh, does that make me fragile? Because I don't hurt. I don't. I mean, I bruise easily, but when I bruise, that you makes me drink some milk. That makes me <laughs> fragile. But when I do get hurt, it takes forever to heal. But I never get sick. Is that weird? I'm like unbreakable. Except there's no twist at the shout end. Shout out just, to Bruce Willis. Shout out to Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, he's got the mad notes, son. Um, if he dies, he will die hard. Which is which is another movie I have yet to watch. Have you seen uh, Glass yet? I have not seen Glass yet. We saw split not together. We didn't see Split together, but we saw it around the same time. And we were talking about it for a while. That fucking movie. Wow. I gotta watch it. I can't. I will split my pants if I try to do a split. And probably my ball sack, yes. Um, Gross. My my testicles falling out all over the place. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This is a rocky start to this podcast. There's no rhyme or reason. Uh, There's usually. We're just going balls deep here. Yeah, there's usually a structure to my intro, and it's been so long since I've done a show that I. I don't know where to go from here. Um, well, let's start with the IMDb right now. Okay, let's do that. Spider-Man uh, home. We, oh, here's here's where, here's some other housekeeping stuff for you. Um, speaking of recording this in two different portions, uh, the first portion is going to be spoiler-free. So we're actually going to have a, a sort of Spider-Man-themed podcast. I know that's weird to say, but we were supposed to do a review on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which we will get to in the second portion, um, only because we're going to talk a lot about spoilers. And I'm just going to wait until the second portion to knock out the spoilers for Far From Home and Into the Spider-Verse together. Um, Because I have a theory, even though uh, it's not considered canon, Into the Spider-Verse, I think, 
touches a lot on since it is multiverse. I think they're able to play around with. I just clicked out of that by accident. Um, they're able to play around a lot with the idea that uh, the particular universe that we were in during Into the Spider-Verse is not the one that the MCU that we are used to exists in, but rather is parallel to it. This is particularly important to me because I watched uh, Avengers immediately after Avengers Endgame. I bought it last night. Uh, I didn't want to buy it, but I got it on Amazon, the digital copy, for 20 bucks with extras. Totally worth it. It's uh, seven and a half hours of content. Granted, yeah, that was a big number to me, too. Granted, uh, it's because it includes the entire movie with commentary. So that's exactly like almost as long as our Endgame podcast. Exactly. We did, a, we did an Endgame podcast. It was like fucking four hours long. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was longer than the It was longer the than the movie. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> And the <laughs> extended version. <laughs> and the uh, Dark Phoenix podcast was two times longer than the movie. <laughs> and I and I didn't even include the stuff we and cut we out. Did, and we didn't even really like Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The only reason that podcast went so long because there was so much shit to talk. Yeah, about. we had, we it was the, it was one of the worst Marvel movies we've ever they just seen. Threw it together. And it's like wow. Anyway, that being said, uh, this is part one. So. We do a we do a thing where um, we do look at the IMDb, uh, but we don't let the the ratings sway ratings us. sway us. Thank you. I I am not put together well at all today, so forgive me. This is speaking Did of throwing shit together last minute. Yeah. So this is uh, the what you call it the synopsis from IMDb, and. Also, we're recording this outside, just in case you guys don't know, so you will be hearing, like, every once in a while, cars or motorcycles passing by. I can't really do anything about that, so just get used to it. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. That's the only synopsis that they have. Uh, It's directed by John Watts. Not sure what else he's done. Do you know? We'll see. We'll check on that in a second. This Made a light bulb. is written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, and two others that aren't that don't seem to be credited on the main page. Uh, starring Tom Holland, my favorite Spider-Man ever, by the way. Wait, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Now, IMDb so far has given it a rating of. 7.9 out of 10 which brings me to our rating system for the new listeners we go from 0 to 11 0 being the worst thing you've ever seen not worth your time 11 being um, the most perfect movie you've ever seen now directed by John Watts I want to see what else he has done here uh, he is known for he's probably had an electrifying career oh uh-huh. Stupid. <laughs> I don't know if the I don't know if you're close enough. If you if this you you kind of um, low key today, on your oh he directed the first uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's good. There you go. So he's back. Uh, he did a movie with Kevin Bacon called Cop Car, which I've seen. That's a crazy fucking movie. He's done some comedy stuff for Onion News Network, so he's got a sense of humor. I like that. 
and a movie called Natural Selection, which I'm not uh, familiar with. I'm sweating my fucking it's balls off. Darwin? It's not even that hot out here. A movie about Darwin? Uh, I don't know. It was in Cannes Film Festival. That's all. That's all I got to read about it. Real quick. That being said, I think I like. First of all, Spider-Man: Homecoming, one of my favorite Spider-Man's movies of all. Spider-Man's movies of all time. He did Clown. Clown was actually good. I didn't see that. Clown was actually so. I'm, I mean, scary I'm, movie. You wouldn't see. Yeah, it. I wouldn't see it. Uh, I'm actually okay with that because I, I I don't like it when franchises peel off and let different directors do different iterations of the same franchise because the director always has a specific vision and the directors that are chosen are chosen for their visions and when you have two different directors and two different visions on the same franchise the movie feels different i don't know if that makes any sense to you but i don't remember is vision dead i forget here's what here's what i'm gonna say uh thank you for bringing that up vision did not appear in avengers endgame at all he he did get his his um, because out of because his he had he had one of the power stones in his head, so the power st- oh, the one of the power stones I think he I think his was yellow, uh, and the yellow was the I think it's um, the the reality stone, which enables him to phase. That's how that's how he can change mass. He can phase through walls because he's actually using the stone for his power, so he's able to. Um, change mass so he can become immovable double his mass triple his mass so that he's impenetrable or become completely see-through to where you can't even touch him intangible i got something that's crazy what if rogue grabbed a hold of thanos when he had all the stones in his glove hmm that's interesting because does the person hold the power yeah or or is it in the stones right well, the person's got to filter out the power, and if they're not powerful enough, they can't do it. So. I'm really glad that I decided to watch Spider-Verse and Avengers back-to-back, Endgame back-to-back last night, because that movie is, first of all, so long. It contains so much information. I've seen it three times, and I'm still... Picking like, up stuff. Yeah, I'm time. still picking up stuff. It's like, oh, wait. I was criticizing it before because this didn't make sense. Now that I'm a little bit more sober watching it for the third time, I... I don't know if it makes more sense or if they're just double-talking their way out of a plot hole, but they can do that because it's fucking time travel. Who's going to prove you wrong? Nobody, because everybody has a different time travel theory. Now, here's what I want answered and what's going to make a huge um, difference for me in the score of this of, of rating this movie after we're done watching it. Oh, by the way, can you look up how long it is? I forgot to check... Uh, I usually t- I usually give running time Not along that. with uh, <laughs> yeah, hey oh, hey <laughs> you gotta you gotta speak up. I don't think the, I don't think the mic's picking you up, but that was a good one liner. Um, so in the movie Avengers Endgame, we are to believe that five years has passed uh, since the snap. This, to me, is what doesn't make sense. Peter Parker comes back. 129 minutes. Woo! Two hours, so that's two hours and nine minutes. Not bad. Better than sitting uh, sitting in there for three. Uh, As much as I love Endgame, it's it's not hard to sit through because the storyline goes by so fast. 
but it's still three hours. Every time you sit down to watch that movie, I was going to watch it in two pieces. I was going to wake up today and watch the second half, but I just I decided to do everything last night while I was doing my laundry till like 5 o'clock in the morning. Bad idea. But the one thing still stands out in my head. Peter Parker is in high school, right? The whole The whole point of Homecoming was to show that he's a kid. Tony, a lot of growing up Tony to even calls him that. Hey we, hey, we lost the kid. I lost the kid. When he comes back to Earth after Captain Marvel saves his ship. Which was the most freaking tear-jerking scene uh, ever. Unbelievable. When he dies. Unbelievable. Tony Stark's arms. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy because of the emotion that Tom Holland puts into that line. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't feel so you good. You wouldn't think this kid is capable of this, but yeah. touched us. God damn. Set a freaking Tom Holland's spear my right fucking, through my fucking heart. Tom Holland is my fucking Peter Parker all day. Yeah, he doesn't have to do a dance fucking. And you know scene. what's even, <laughs> you know what's even more, um, amazing about Tom Holland's Spider-Man, is that he is an acrobat. I didn't know this about him. Most of the flips and stuff that he's doing in the mask when he takes the mask off, it's not a stunt double. It's really him doing most of the the what what I call flatland tricks. I, because because you play Tony Hawk, I know you know what that it's means. Humbling. But for the people that don't know, a, fl- a flatland trick is when you're well normally with a skateboard or you know whatever your mode of transportation is at the time your razor scooter. For the millennials out there, <laughs> razor scooter. The razor scooter. Uh, it's it's basically when you're on flat on a flat surface standalone and you are. From a resting position, doing a tr- going into a trick and then stringing other tricks together to combo to, to make tumbling. a bigger score. Tumbling, thank you. Uh, yeah, for the gymnast, for the gymnast out here, can you? Mm-hmm. you well, I don't know if I can. As I was going to well say, like recently, because because for I the still do backflips and shit. For the people that um, that listen outside of our uh, friends and family, thank you very much for continuing to support. I met Mike. At Yvonne Lounge, shout out to Yvonne Lounge, shout out to Chance, shout out to Beer Frog, shout out to Shoe Plug, shout out to Game Quest. Sorry, couldn't be there today, guys. And for those bitches that stole his food, son. Yo, that was crazy. Got a hit on you, son. It was crazy. We got cameras and shit. We got cameras and shit, suckers. And those fries were mad crispy, bro. They were mad crispy. They got the mad crispy notes. Yeah, mad crispy, bro. Oh shit. That was that was the thing for me. It's like, you guys are nice enough to like uh, check out my Instagram for the art. That bike puts on <laughs> my food whenever I French order. French cries, man. French cries. And I was so excited because I've been collecting. This sounds creepy, but it's but it's funny. Trust me. Well, I think it's funny. Uh, I've been keeping the lids off of. I've been keeping them, like a hoarder, like a crazy person. But I'm gonna take pictures of the gradual because he he draws these scenes on my food containers, and I swear that they're related to each other. So I'm putting them together like a flip book to make an animation out of it. But I look like a crazy person because now I just have styrofoam with a bunch of shit drawings on them. <laughs> that people are like, what the fuck do you have those for? I was like, don't worry about it. Like, I got projects in the works. Do you have the whole box or you just have the No, lid? I, keep, I keep the lids. Okay. But I started to keep the whole boxes because styrofoam doesn't tear in a straight line. So I want it to look nice when I take a picture, but now it's all like jaggedy and shit because I'm, I'm trying to separate the bottom from the top. That's why you get scissors. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, this is going to rip straight line. Nope. Nope. 
Sort of like opening up a fucking 12 pack of uh, Yingling. <laughs> yeah. No. It never you, got perfor- you got the perforated line. It never line, works, it never does rips it? Along the it never rips. Ever. It's so funny. Next thing you know, you got a fucking disaster piece. But hey, fuck <laughs> disaster it. Now, piece. Now you, have to, now you have to drink every single beer in there, which that is not is, terrible. That's a good. That's a good way to describe your art pieces on my food. Disaster piece. Yeah, they are. Because and there's one missing, bro. I know. That's the what fucking... I'm most. That's the thing I was most upset about. It wasn't the food being stolen? You guys drew the conclusion of the art piece, and I don't have it now. I don't have it. Bulging, veiny eyes. Oh, man, it was great. Anyway, I know this sounds... These are deep cuts for locals only, but... uh, Shout out to all my sponsors. GameQuest is doing... They're sponsoring our video game night, EVOM, every Sunday. We just got the go-ahead. We just got greenlit for the next month for Sunday nights, which is good. And we'll be doing tournaments. We're going to be doing tournaments. We got gift cards we're giving away. Um, we're doing Atari tournaments. So I think we're going to do bowling on Sunday. Whoever gets the highest score in bowling will get a, I believe we decided on a $20 gift card. I got to clear it with chance. But anyway, shout yeah. out to um, GameQuest for providing the retro systems that I can't, that I don't have. We had the Atari. It has over 100 built-in games on it. That was fun. We were playing uh, some bowling and some pong and shit. We also, GameQuest also has a tournament on the first Saturday of every month, which is today. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry that I couldn't be there, but today is the only day I had uh, time to do. I yeah, the, the only day we had time to do this uh, podcast together. Thank you. I, I can't even, uh, I don't even know, man, because nobody... Nobody takes this seriously except this for you and me. This is our third one. This is our third one and together. I was I was on one before, but just like kind of a walk up to the window. We were doing the parking thing. lot. Yeah. I was like, did you say number eleven extra sauce? <laughs> he rolled up in the. Mm. He rolled up in the. Uh, pulled in, out a Dane in the Cook roller, line. In the roller skates. Pulled out a Dane Cook line. I was like, sweet and sour sauce on my pussy. Remember that shit? Yeah. Yeah. You have to whisper it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because that's how he does it. <laughs> Oh, God, dude, Cook. Whatever happened to him? Ah, he fucking, he messed up, man, when he uh, closed off his show. He fell off, dude. But you know what? I heard he's, uh, I heard he's making a comeback, so that would um, sort he, of like, sort of like, uh, He is making a Louis comeback. C.K. I can tell you that right now because, um, I follow Comedy Cellar. It's my favorite comedy club in the, in the entire planet, even though I've only been to a handful. Comedy Cellar will always have a place in my heart, just like New York does. Uh, he did a he did a pop-in the other day. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Dane Cook showed up to the Comedy Cellar uh, at the Flat... Break through the wall? The Fat Black Pussycat. He's like, oh, yeah! Uh, you know how I know? Because Bill Burr was shooting a movie in New York, and he did uh, stop in at the Comedy Cellar, and Dane Cook did the one, did one the same night. So they, they actually bumped two different comedians that had sets there that evening. But it's Bill Burr and Dane Cook, so they were like, get off the stage. We're, we're letting them run their sets now. So that's that's what they do all the time. Shout out to Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, by the way. Great freaking show about still, comedy. Still haven't seen it, and everybody Great keeps telling me to. Comedy. I know, I know. I'm way behind on that. Uh, She's marvelous. I'm gonna. I just saw her on. Shout out to her, man. She's a great actress. Uh, every all the females involved in that are super fucking funny. What's her face from Family Guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, dude from Monk is in it. 
Yeah, uh, he's he's, he's great fucking actor. incredible, dude. Tony Shalhoub is his yeah, name. Yeah, you don't need you don't know what to think about him for like the first two seasons. You really don't. Is that right? He's, he's in it. He, I thought he was only in the third season. But he's weird. He's paranoid. He's fucking OCD. He's that's kind of like his monk character. He likes yeah. playing. He he likes playing. So shit he like actually, that. it's like a it's like an extension of his arm for that role, but but a, just a different um, just a different time iteration of it. Yeah. yeah, it is it is a period piece. So yeah, it's very good. Very good. Can't wait to watch it. By the way, shout out to Mrs. Maisel. Um, shout out to Amazon Prime for coming out with all these fucking original shows. Lord of the Rings, bro. Lord of the Rings is coming to TV. A billion dollars they spent on like. They're five making seasons. a TV show. Yeah, they're making a TV show, dude. What? Yep. Damn. Lord of the Rings, bro. Gotta shout go, out to you for having news that, that I haven't Frodo heard yet. Frodo Baggins, bro. <laughs> Frodo Baggins. I don't know, man. Elijah Wood, he ain't so hood no more. So, I mean, shit, I mean are they old. Are they getting... He now looks like he's 22. I know, right? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll never feel sorry for him, he's that like motherfucker. He's 40-something, dude. He, he looks, looks like, like a child. Are, are they bringing back original actors, or is this a whole, like, a prequel? I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I don't even think they started filming it yet. But they did start filming The, uh, the Witcher uh, with Henry, I heard about with, that. With Henry, Cavill. How do you say it's Cavill, Cavill or is it Cavill? I think it's Cavill. But, uh, he's I my mean, favorite Superman of all time. Man. Shout out to Henry Cavill. I'm sorry. I mean, this is gay or whatnot, but he's got like the best chest ever, bro. <laughs> Don't apologize for being gay. <laughs> what do you know? No. <laughs> when he comes out of the water and fucking Superman or whatever. Oh like, shit, that was perfect. In the first one. Um, yeah, dude. I was no. like, damn, dude. That's where I want to be, man. And I'm in good shape or whatnot. But the thing dude, is, dude, Henry God, Cavill. Damn. I mean, as a straight man, dude's got a fucking ripped ass chest i mean he's superman shit's ridiculous i mean he's like you know it's like their tits but they're masculine titties mm. just pecs for these days. these are what you call man boobs these are tits he's yeah, got pecs yeah. he's got fucking straight up pecs shredded like a motherfucker mad notes darren's droopies bro they're i got i got man. b cups now man i i was i was such in good shape like three months I ago what happened minus. what happened I was actually cutting down on my weight, and I'm a fat bastard again. It's, it's the pregnancy. <sighs> it's the hormones. <laughs> I'm having a butt baby. Um, gross. Wait, where were we? What the fuck were we talking? Oh, here's where I'm at. What I want to see. Wow, we went off a tangent like a motherfucker. What I want to see. I'm not even smoking yet. What I want to see is. Oh shit! Speaking of which, I forgot I had it on me. I'm good. <laughs> what I really want to know, if they can answer this question right off the top, is since Hulk was the only one that could take the gamma rays, the radiation from the Power Stones, for that split second, he's like, I was basically built for this. I was made to do the snap that's going to kill Thanos and bring everybody back. We know we know afterwards that Tony does it and then perishes from doing so. However, he says out loud, make sure you bring them back to today. Don't change anything in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Right? Which means everybody that Peter Parker went to high school with has now graduated and is five years older. So how is he still in high school in this movie? How are how are how are they? I don't think he is. Well, the, the synopsis says, following the events of Avengers Endgame, there's no way that Peter Parker could have come back for this movie that we're about to go see if he didn't get brought back in Endgame. But that was five years later. So how are they still in high school? 
well, how are they going to fill in that gap between Endgame and this if five years has passed? Um, they might do like a quick fucking, like a move through his past five years. They might do that. Like, hey, graduation shot, whatever, college shot. But this movie is called Far From Home. He's on a field trip with his high school class, which mm. means they're all still in school. But it's supposed to be five years later. Though. That's weird. We'll just have to if wait they to can, see, bro. If they can answer that question for me, unless I fucked up, but no, I, I guarantee you, I've gone over the logic in my head because I've an- seen Endgame three times, and I'm like, this is five years later. There's no, I'm not wrong on that. They'll answer it within the first five minutes. I of hope the movie. so. I hope so. <laughs> if they don't, Probably. I'm gonna be super confused the entire time because how did they bring him back? Now this five yeah. years later, and they're still in high school. I don't get that. Uh, am I wrong on that? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is my logic fucked up? The timeline's got to be solid on that. I don't know. Maybe he's in college. When they both got accepted to the same college. Him and his fat friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. And they're on I don't a know. Field trip if they can answer that, because I'm all about continuity. Space yeah, I'm all about continuity and time travel and timelines, which is why if you go back and listen to the Endgame review, I got a little bit of beef with... I had a little bit of beef with the Endgame timeline and the Back to the Future jokes and shit like that. But for the most part, um, the more that I watch Endgame, the more the time travel shit makes sense. Except for them breaking their own rules. I I will never forgive Marvel for that. When you do a time travel movie and you set up the rules of time travel to the audience, what Avengers Endgame did was immediately break the own rules that they tried to make the the audience understand. They talked about Fight Club? Basically, yeah. Basically don't say basically don't say the number one rule of Fight Club is no Fight Club and then talk about Fight Club. They're they're breaking their own time travel. Like that's a rule that you have in cinema. Everybody follows that rule. If you're going to set up a, a a constant to explain how this time travel shit works, don't and then immediately break it because What's the whole point of setting it up for the audience if you're just going to do it willy-nilly anyway? Shout out Fight Club, Edward Norton played Hulk. Shout out, one of my favorite Hulks. He was. Well, he was a good one. Yeah. I, I uh, still... Way better than Eric Bana, sorry. As about, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, Eric Bana hasn't been good since that fucking... What's that movie where he played a mercenary? Actually, uh, he was in a comedy with Ricky Gervais... Ricky Gervais? Ricky Gervais. Uh, on Netflix, uh, I watched maybe the first ten minutes of it, and I knew I was going to like it, so I didn't watch the rest. I didn't have time. But he was really good in that. He's actually a better comedic actor, dramatic comedic actor, than Munich. he is in action Munich. That was a good one. Phenomenal. But yeah, uh, Eric Bana's good. He was good as uh, um, Hector and Troy. It's funny that you bring that up, because that, that Hulk that Edward Norton played is technically in the... MCU in the continuity of the canon. They just recast Right, they recast it. Edward Norton probably, I haven't seen him in a lot of movies at all. He hasn't, I don't think he's been doing a lot. Uh, But going back to Amazon, there's... Maybe he did what Moranis, Rick Moranis did and just got out of the whole film industry and took care of his family and life and shit. I mean, he he got that Ghostbuster money. He doesn't have to do anything else. Ghostbusters, The Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Rick Moranis is living large. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors, he's he's got money for days. Little Shop um, shout out to shout out to Rick Moranis. I don't know where he came from all of a sudden. Um, but uh, there's a show that I want you guys to watch out for on Amazon Originals. It's got Aubrey Plaza in it. And 
your boy Bob Odenkirk that uh, we were talking about from uh, Breaking Bad and uh, the spinoff of uh, Better Call Saul. Mm. That's Bob. That's Bob Odenkirk. Uh, he's in it with Aubrey Plaza, and it's an animated. It's an animated series, or it's an animated movie about a girl, Aubrey Plaza, who's slowly losing her mind. But the animation style is fucking sick. It's it's called rotoscoping. It's something that a lot of people don't do anymore because it's really hard to do. Keanu Reeves was in a, in a movie called uh, A Scanner Darkly. I love that movie. That is rotoscoping, that style of animation where they shoot the whole movie in live action and then they have animators basically hand trace over the film. Well, they did that in, in Sin City. They did that in Sin City as well, but it wasn't it wasn't animation though. That was that was more stylized black and white. That's um, what's his name, Dave Frank or whatever his name is. Frank, um, ah, I want to say Frank Castle, but that's the Punisher. Anyway, he did he actually did Punisher. Uh, anyway, I'm getting way off track. I can't remember the name of the show. I should probably know that. But if you have Amazon Prime, just just Google it. It's it's it looks fucking incredible. I love uh, I love animation that, especially in movies that play with, like a Scanner Darkly was very much that. Um, Four twenty one. Oh shit! We we gotta get ready to go. The uh, it, it plays with reality. So you have you have Aubrey Plaza, who I love anyway. Um, she's great in Legion. If you guys aren't watching the last season of Legion, get on that show. It's fucking amazing. It it plays, it plays with so much shit um, in the Marvel universe without actually talking about it. Um, for any of you that don't know, Legion is uh, Professor X's son, mm-hmm. and he's got multiple personality disorder. With all different powers. Um, and every single one of his personalities have it has a different power. And they don't know that each other exists. Do a few of his personalities not have any powers? Yes, uh, some of his some of his uh, pa- some of his uh, personalities uh, are like regressive. Um, so like he'll he'll act like a, a child sometimes because he's he's trapped in his own brain and he doesn't know it. But he's just a baby, so he's acting like a kid stuck in. Yeah, you smell that too. It's like ramen. It does, doesn't it? Someone's grilling ramen. Shitty ramen. <laughs> <laughs> it's the original flavor. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, expectations for this movie, because we got to go in about 15 minutes. What are your expectations? I think it's going to be bomb.com, bro. I think it's going to explode. I mean, it's already exploded on IMDb. 7.9 is a great uh-huh. rating. Uh-huh. It is a great rating. Avengers Endgame, I think, got an 8.3 or 8.4, somewhere around there. And that, they both got... Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah, is hard to do. Fresh. It only got a 69 on Metascore, which... Do you even go by that? Metascore kind of gets, like, a lot of iffy reviews. Yeah. Um, That's so, why I kind of tend to like them a little bit more, because I think their, their reviews are a little bit more realistic, Metascore. They are. It's like an unbiased review, yeah. know, kind of, sort of. But IMDb um, gets a lot of paid reviews. Like, people have to yeah. give them five stars on purpose and write good shit about it. And also, IMDb gets a lot of user reviews. The Like, the top thousand users or whatnot get to review That's it, true. And, uh, which is good, because they pay for... A, like pro status quality right 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 so they get all the extra information and shit like that and you know and right it's up on new movies and since they have to pay for it they're going to probably be more honest about they're their opinion be honest about it because they're not going to fucking that's a good a point movie just for shit that's a good point i mean when i was writing um but i expect jake Gyllenhaal to be badass 
Um, Mysterio, dude, sick. I'm so um, happy they finally brought him to the big screen. I want to see how they pull it off. Yeah. Because Jake Gyllenhaal has played pretty much every role, man. It's crazy. And uh, Speaking of uh, yes. my fuck movies, Dan, uh, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko was the first thing I saw him in, and I called it. I was like, this guy is going to be a fucking star. He was sick, man. He was sick in that movie. And that bunny, dude, fucked up, bro. I still have nightmares every once in a while with that bunny showing up. I don't ever think about the bunny, but I... It's creepy as fuck. Not uh, being a little bit overdramatic when I say I have nightmares, but... I only think about them at Easter. Every once in a while, I close my eyes and I see that bunny. I'm just like, oh, goddamn, with that crooked ear, it's not even okay. Your hands off my eggs, man. There's like 25 cents in there. (laughs) Fucking Cadbury. But, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be dope. Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be sick. Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, repeat visit on this one. He's in it, too. Uh, John Favreau. Thank you, John Favreau. Thank he you, John Favreau. really freaking added to the universe. Um, Shout everything. out to John Favreau, man. Shout out to John Iron Favreau. Man, dude. I mean, Iron Man like, started it all. him a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. Dude. Started it all, man. Um, and he's a great actor. He's amazing, and he does this cooking show. And which is amazing. It's, a, too, it, it's an offshoot off home. of his movie, the movie, chef. Yeah, the chef, chef, which was a great movie. Still about, haven't seen it. About your uh, relationship with your son, changing things in lives in order to be closer to your son, and understanding the change using, in his adolescence to and adulthood. using and using food to expand mm. on human relationships. That's one thing that's huge with me. I love, I obviously love food. Look at me, I'm a fat ass. And in order for him to balance out his love for food and his love for his son, he kind of has to give up certain things. And that's that's fucking great because that's how most people need to think. Right. <clears throat> Some people just dedicate themselves to their craft or whatnot, and they have kids that are kind of left behind or whatnot, and they don't understand their kid until it's too late. I have this conversation a lot with other people, and I don't know, I don't really know if it relates at all to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm going to say it anyway because the cheesier it sounds, the more real it is. Mm-hmm. In other words, I don't care what you call me. I know I'm being honest and it's something that I have to talk about. I'm going to talk about it. There's nothing that you can tell me. You can call me a corny ass, loser, motherfucker. I don't care. I know that I'm being 100% honest with myself and everybody else around me. You can call it whatever you want. That probably means you have to work on yourself, not me. So say what you want about me as a person or the, the following view is my, mine and mine alone, and I hope other people share it. Get to it. <laughs> There's something to be said about being open and honest with the, the people that are closest to you. And if they stray away from that there's a good chance that you probably shouldn't have that person in your life because what you want to do is like weed out the negativity and you can't you can't do that you can't i don't know why my voice is cracking i'm almost 40 going through puberty were you trying your seinfeld again yeah i don't know (laughs) what's the deal with my voice cracking uh shout out to seinfeld and comedians and cars getting coffee new season out on netflix right Mm. now so dope Basically, what, what I'm saying is, is like, with John Favreau, let's go back to him. I was watching the the, the uh, special features on the Endgame. Totally worth it. They have a blooper reel. They call it a gag reel. I hate it when they call it a gag reel. It makes it sound sexual. creepy. Yeah, sexual. <laughs> gag order. And one of the things that w- they were talking about is the, the fact that John Favreau basically kicked off the entire 
Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it makes sense... With Iron Man. With, and it makes sense that it ends with Iron Man as well. So... Maybe he had this vision since the beginning. It's They didn't, though, because in the special features, they were talking about how we just wanted to make individual movies the best way we could, and... The genius behind that is, is that Marvel was steering the whole thing the whole time. They had the view. They had the vision. The, the the directors needed to touch on certain things during the filming of their movies. In to, order to, to stay true. In order to stay true. In Stan Lee's vision. And also to make everything cohesive so it all made mm-hmm. sense. They didn't know at the time that they were going to be doing 22 fucking movies in 11 years to, to string all this shit together. And John Favreau is fucking involved and he did that every one of them and did. and here's and here's where i'm and getting he did star wars too. here's what i'm he's getting involved in star wars too. uh was he not directing or anything like producing that, i believe always got like a freaking well yeah because now it's disney and marvel it, it, it's it's disney marvel they own everything dude, now man if i had a fucking tenth of his change bro dude and and here's here i'll, I'll make i'm like i'm like uh, i'll make my point because this is getting long-winded, and I apologize. I, I, I wanted to say something else specifically, but I got off track, and I apologize. But I'm still making my point. What was said about what was said about that is that he surrounded himself with good people. That's mm-hmm. my point. I have people in my life that I still do business with uh, that aren't necessarily my close friends anymore, and those are decisions that mature adults have to make if you're not making those decisions in your life to make your shit better you're not being an adult fix your shit right wake the fuck up get your shit right surround yourself with like-minded individuals that are going to fucking support you and move shit forward otherwise what's the point of being here if you're going to be stagnant and stay in the same fucking place get that shit out of here get that shit out of here if you don't have kids if you don't have a significant other, if you have family that's in dire need, yeah, help them out. The thing is, if there's nobody else or whatnot that you that that you actually absolutely have to cater to, right? Take care of your fucking self. Right. Take care of yourself. Listen to your better judgment inside, and listen to your friends, your friends or the people that you think are your friends, and see how they act, and see how they act when you're away. Right. See if they actually contact right. you when you're in in dire need right. of just mental health or, or something like that or just a little bit of support mentally or just a little bit of support any other way physically. See who reaches out right. to you. And if the people that don't reach out to you are still your friends like two years later, but then again, you notice a pattern of them. Or they're acquaintances. They're not really your friends. Um, don't go out of your way for them. Right. Really, don't. Don't fucking go out of your way for him because guess what? It's going to weigh you down yep. and halt your progress and, in your own life. And whenever you go out of your way to do something for somebody that doesn't care, you always end up in trouble. I've gone out of my way so many times for people, and one time I ended up in jail because I, w- it was, I was doing a favor for somebody. I wasn't supposed to be there, and I knew it. And out of the goodness of my heart, I went to go get this person, and I ended up in jail that night. I'm not going to go into it, but one last thing I wanted to say about the whole work ethic of Jean Favreau and just work ethic in general, to, t- to touch on one last thing, and I promise I'll stop talking about it. We get so caught up in providing for our families, it becomes a, it becomes a loop, kind of like alcoholism. Like, it becomes a workaholic, a workaholism thing, because your family gets used to a certain lifestyle that you've provided, but... The whole reason that you got the job was to provide for the family. Give me a T. Then, then you get stuck. Give me an O. Give me a Y. Yeah. <laughs> then you get. Thank you. 
Then you get stuck providing that lifestyle for your family. You're always at work. They never see you. So it's a catch-22. You, you're, you're constantly yelling with your significant other, why, are you, why, aren't you, why aren't you at the house? Why are you never here? Bitch, I, the, the house that you're in, I pay for it. The paycheck that I make is what puts food on the table. So the reason you don't see me is because the money that I'm making that you're enjoying. You either enjoy the money or you enjoy me. You can't have both. That's not true. Mm. That's not true. If you do what you love and it makes money, fucking make the time for the people around you. But like you said, don't waste time on the people that don't give a fuck. Period. And I'm done talking about that. We're going to go watch. <laughs> I don't know why. Welcome to the health, Dude, that, no, mental that was health a, hour. That was vent fucking session, bro. There, that was that was good. I uh, appreciate that. Um, thank you guys for listening. We're gonna go watch uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, also, can we touch on one thing? What is the theme? I've been waiting. Hey, I've been waiting. I have to get cons- consent. Um, Wait, here's the contract. <laughs> yeah, please sign here. Dotted line, and she'll hear, here, here, and here. <laughs> Uh, also, no prenup. Um, Emergency exits are here. Please. Ding, 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 ding. That's a shout out to Robin Williams, the genie. Best the genie. Team. Will Smith, you did good, though. Have you seen it yet? Uh, no, but I heard he's done really, really I good. heard it was terrible. The, the live action uh, reboots are doing bad. bad. Lion King got a 7 point something. Aladdin got a 7 point something. Shout out to John Favreau for Lion King. Yeah. He directed that shit, too. Uh, it actually got pretty good ratings. The only thing they say is, yo, you got to show more emotion. I was like, how much emotion do you see in a lion when they're fucking hunting an antelope? Right. Or there's no emotion. After, they're hungry. There's no, yeah. They're not thinking it. about shit. Yeah. It's called instinct, bitches. Look it up. Uh, what is the theme with Homecoming, Far From Home? What's what's the deal? What's the deal with Home in, in the Spider-Man? It's number two, by the way. You only have one more today. Oh shit, that's right, you gave me a limit <laughs> on my side cells. <laughs> you only have one more, man. I'm they don't know what you're talking throat. about because we have yet to post that uh, random episode about theme, you cutting uh, me off on side cells. far from home. What's, what's the deal with that? Why, why, what's well, the, what's you know, the whole I guess point he, of home? I guess he was uh, comfortable, um, comfortable where he is, I mean, at his home, what he's so used to and this whole thing. Maybe out of his element, yeah. And he's a little, yeah, out of his element. So far from home, maybe he'll be out of his element and just surprised by every freaking. I get homecoming though. because that was the first movie under Marvel's umbrella where Spider-Man came back home. Mm-hmm. It was off. It was out from under the Sony umbrella. It belongs to Spider-Man. Belongs now to the Marvel universe once again. Even though Sony's got publishing rights still, that's how that works. You're going to see a Sony logo before today's movie. They have nothing to do with this. They own partial rights. Marvel's taking over the whole thing. So far from home. I want to know when that subtitle clicks in my head, like, oh, that's what they mean by that. Because for Homecoming, I knew exactly what Homecoming was. Uh, when we did the Homecoming review of the podcast, it's it, it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, shit, I just got why they call it Homecoming. It's not just about the Homecoming dance in the, in the movie. It's Marvel saying Spider-Man is back home. Oh. Sony fucked it up. That doesn't matter anymore. Forget about Tobey Maguire. Forget about Andrew Garfield. This is our man now. This is the storyline that you have to pay attention to because this is the only one that matters. He came home. When are they going to introduce his uh, love uh, interest? I don't know. Uh, I hope it happens soon, and I hope it's... Not Kirsten Dunst? I hope it's not Zendaya. Uh, Shout out to Zendaya, but uh, you're not... Marley? Zendaya? No. No, Zendaya's the singer, Mary J. MJ. No, what the fuck is her name? Now, here's here's a good thing that you brought up, and we'll we'll leave on this because we do have to go. MJ in this Spider-Man 
universe, MCU, I've been told is not Mary Jane Watson. They just call her MJ. That is fucking confusing to me. I don't know how true that is, but if we are to believe that this, that Zendaya... Wow. I think we just witnessed a murder. Uh, Jesus. Um, If... (laughs) If we are to believe that this is the, the actual CPS, man. <laughs> CPS. <laughs> if we are to believe that this is actually MJ, then she will be the love interest in this movie. Mark my words. Okay, cool. Well, all right. We're gonna we're gonna leave you, and we will come back. Um, you won't notice the change. <laughs> you are going to hear for the new listeners. You're going to hear some um, intermission music from our resident DJ. Shout out to Aaron Bond in Orlando. Wait, 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 wait. And we will be back for part two of episode 119 for for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. See you in a bit. Go watch the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, we'll be back with spoilers. Peace. Actually, yeah, peace. I'm an idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, to part two of episode 119 for Spider-Man Far From Home. Holy shit is all I have to say right now. For the new listeners, this is the second portion of the show, obviously, which is why I said welcome back. Uh, But it's also the portion of the show where we still talk about the movie without spoilers. Uh, We'll give our rating and then we'll pause and you'll hear a shitty sound effect that I put in in post-production. And at that point, that would be the spoiler countdown, but we're not there just yet. So, do you want to just, because we have a lot to talk about, do you want to start? Start with the rating, or what? No, let's talk about first of how we spoke about our expectations, and if the movie met or exceeded them, and then the rating. Well, first of all, in the first part, you were uh, curious about like how um, it was five years later and he was still in high school. We but, need to get that out of the way right away. It's not a spoiler. They talk about it immediately in the movie, and you were right. You called it. Yeah. You said within the first five minutes, they'll, they'll explain that away. Yeah, they'll explain and, it, but we're not going to give it up. So. We're not? Well, you said we're not doing spoilers yet. Do you think that's a spoiler, though? Because... It's just basically a basic question that I had, and they well, actually it would have been it would have been um, it was actually given up in Endgame because what they did was they blipped out, and all the people that blipped out they came back, but it was five years later when they came back, mm-hmm. and they came back and they were still the same age as when they were blipped out. Right. So everyone else that didn't blip out aged five years, and then he came back with all the other people that blipped out, and they were still the same age they were. Okay, that's my question. So, we are to assume, or did they tell us flat out, look, everybody that you went to school with blipped out with you. Is that what they're saying? Not everyone. Because... Only only a few, that's why. That would mean that everybody he went to Europe with blipped out. Everyone that he went to Europe with blipped out. They're all blippers? 
They were all blippers. Everyone that he went to Europe. I think that should have been more apparent because I didn't understand why. Because they even made a joke about it. Flash was on the plane drinking champagne, and MJ ratted him out. It's like he's not twenty. He blipped out. He's not twenty-one. He's too young to drink that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed because all of them blipped out. I'm kind of embarrassed because. As a fan of time travel movies, I should be able to understand this explanation, but it's confusing as fuck for me. And here's the thing. The one guy, the Asian dude that's... Oh, oh sorry. Let's hit my name, Jay. I, I'm, like, talking quiet. Um, I think he's faking that he blipped out. That's why he looks so bigger, so much bigger and buffer. Who, it's Ned? Like, uh, the one that... The Asian? For, yeah. The Asian fat going, dude? Not the fat dude. The one that's trying oh. to get into I think he... Lied. He faked it. He faked it. That's why he got so much bigger. Remember when he said, well, actually, no, this is kind of spoilers. Yeah, um, right. so your expectations on part one, um, were they met or exceeded? And, and that's obviously they kinda, were met. That's actually. obviously going to shape how you, how you rate the movie. They were met. I thought it was going to be more emotional, but it didn't need to be. Mm. Um, there were some things that I expected to happen after, like, go three quarters of the movie because I noticed some things and it didn't happen, which I'm very happy about. Hmm. Um, but I hope you can remember what those things are because I'm I curious. Can. I can. Okay. Uh, but then uh, um, also, I kind of didn't trust something, sort of like you said you didn't trust something, dude. And it it fucking hit. I can talk you know, about home, this. But it was so so much of a twist. I can talk about this without spoiling it because once we get to the point that we're so both talking about, so much of a twist, though. Yeah. Um, I was originally when I was watching the movie because I'm a fan of the comic books. I was really confused because I always knew Mysterio to be the protagonist. That's a spoiler. Is it? That's I, no, I don't think it is because and I haven't even gotten there yet. You're spoiling it by calling it a spoiler, but I'm not talking about that. The acting that Jake Gyllenhaal was doing in the first half of the movie was very flat, and I was disappointed. It was flat, but it sounded a little bit genuine. But here's to an extent. here's here's the genius of it. Without spoiling it, there is a twist that we're not going to talk about just yet in this movie. Where's M Night Shyamalan? And what's a twist? <laughs> M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. <laughs> and. I quickly realized that Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I was I was discounting him in this movie for not trying at all, but he was actually playing three different characters mm-hmm. in this movie, not to spoil anything just yet, but he got me. Genius. He got me. And, Genius. And my score immediately went up in my head two mm. or three points oh, yeah. because of the twist, and I was like, oh shit. Jake Gyllenhaal is actually very meta in this movie because he's playing a character playing another character, and then that character plays another character. So it's just like thrice folded into itself into one. And he wasn't even mysterious. Character. At first. It was it was crazy how they did that. I've never had a Marvel movie do that to me before. In that sense, it did feel like an M Night Shyamalan twist to mm-hmm. where I was like, "Oh shit!" Like to the face, I was like, "I'm, oh emba- God, it's I'm a, embarrassed." It's a retarded brother wearing a suit. I was, I was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. I don't mean to say retard, but you know. No, that's please, what they please use. say that. Please say that louder so people know that you're quoting a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm quoting a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that gonna be a problem? What? Those locusts are loud as fuck. Mm. 
That's gonna be annoying. Well, only if the mummy comes behind them. Oh, they're gonna they're going away. Yes. So Alright, shut they, up over they there. They listen. They listen. I have command of the nature. B- Brendan Fraser's gonna um, fucking come through my screen door. Why is why is Brendan? The mummy. Oh, the, the locust. locust. <laughs> I was like, wait, why? Does he talk to animals now? <laughs> no. He's the new dad. Uh, what was it? Uh, Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. No, actually, it's um, Dr. Doolittle. Doolittle is somebody else. I forget his name. Are they rebooting it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Really? It's going to be a woman. Which, by the way... Uh, no, it's actually a dude. We need to talk about uh, Marvel and Comic-Con before we talk about spoilers. So, at some point, I'm going to try to leave that in there because there's so much shit that Marvel's doing. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um... So, you said that you were, uh, certain things weren't met as far as your expectations, but that wasn't a bad but thing? But it wasn't a bad thing. Okay. Um, because they added other things that I just thought were just going to be like, hey, they're going to be in there, but they actually did them better. Like, the co- the comedy... Oh the humor, wow! Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The humor was way above my expectations. I did not expect and this movie they to be good. that funny. Hell yeah! And they were good. The one-liners were good. All the one-liners <clears throat> were good. And and shout out to John Favreau, bro. Big good part in this out. movie. I don't Biggest think that's a part he's ever played in any of these. Movies, I don't think actually. that's a spoiler at all. Uh, he did a great job, but um, you can tell during the, his performance while he was filming this that he was a very busy busy like you could tell that i don't know maybe that's just me i'm not saying that his scenes really felt see that. i didn't see that his scenes felt rushed i'm not saying that but in his face i saw a tiredness i think in his eyes i've never seen before and the thing is i think it's because he knows that he's made the decision that his character will not be a huge part in these movies anymore his character will probably I don't think he off. was a big character to oh, begin he with. Well, this he is wasn't. The biggest, he was just the extra guy. This is the biggest and role I've ever seen him play. And now this is the biggest play. role he's been in. So, and, and I think that has a lot to do with the absence of... Uh, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, we're obviously going to spoil that because we already uh, reviewed yeah, the it. The absence of Tony Stark. The absence of Tony Stark. Which was best friend. So. Which is why he has to step up now and take over the the, the father figure role of, of the kid, of, of Spider-Man, because he's got no mentor anymore. He's gone. Yeah, I can't talk about John Favreau anymore because it'll spoil it. Uh, so. I don't think. Well, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Oh, John I see. Favreau, but yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, spoilers. Yeah. So then, um, in in other ways that were bad, uh, uh, the, because it doesn't sound like you're <clears throat> steering towards a perfect score to me. No, <clears throat> it's not going to be eleven eight. Me either. Uh, it's going to be high, but it's <clears throat> not going to be eleven eight. Um, Endgame was pretty much freaking like right on near eleven. I don't think I gave it an eleven D. I, I don't think I did either. Uh, the first Avengers, I definitely gave an eleven D, yeah. and, and I stand by it. It was the first time I've ever seen all of my heroes from childhood on the big screen, and they fucking nailed it. Period. I would have at the time when I saw Captain America, uh, the first uh, Avenger, not that one, Winter uh, Soldier, Winter Soldier. Uh, at the time, after watching that the first time, I probably would have given, given it an 11 which, which was, fucking it was good, man. amazing. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. All the Captain Americas were. Uh, yeah. All the Marvel movies that have come out have been exceptional. Except Mind-blowing. for maybe the 
uh, what was it, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where his father was introduced with a, a fucking... I gave, uh, <clears throat> I think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has the lowest score that I've ever given a Marvel movie. It was maybe like a 7 or a 7.5, because I... I was like, dude... The, 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 it was over the top. The, the, the and the jokes it, were the just jokes weren't, weren't the jokes weren't hitting it for me. It the, was, the whole little relationship thing between Dave Bautista's character and the alien looking girl. They weren't even supposed to make that movie, which and, and it showed. Oh. They it, it felt very last minute. But Bradley together. Cooper, shout out, love your character. Shout out to Rocket Thor, fucking awesome. Yeah, in that fucking movie, especially. When, um, yeah. The crossover shit is unprecedented. We all know that. And one of the things that I really liked is that the the twist that was incorporated really played with the comic book nerd's perception of how this movie was going to go. This movie, I was on, I was on board until the halfway point, and I even leaned over to you and I go, I don't like this. Something's off, and it wasn't. Because I I knew there was a twist coming up. I knew they were going to do something with Mysterio, but I didn't expect yeah. what they did and how they did it. And it was because not only magnificent. Not only did they do that, but the uh, origin story of the comic books. Um, they not only did they update it to today's technology standards. Mm-hmm. Kind of a spoiler. We're getting there to, to spoiler territory. But they also paid. Is it homage or homage? I say this a lot. How do you pronounce that word? Um, I say they paid homage to. They paid homage, okay. Uh, that's how some of my family in New York says homage and some say homage. I don't say homage, I say homage. Homage. With an H. Homage. Which is probably way wrong and I don't really the, fucking care. The I only have a master's re- degree. <laughs> the only reason... And it doesn't matter about the pronunciation of that fucking word. Fuck that, they can suck my dizzick. The only reason why I don't say homage is because it makes me sound mad pretentious. And I don't like sounding pretentious. So I say homage. I'd rather sound incorrect. Let's pay homage. Than homage. Let's pay homage to my. I'd rather be incorrect. Cup of tea that my grandmother used to than make in the be day. a douchebag. So uh, there homage. you go. There's that. So anyway, it did pay respects, let me just say that, to the original comic book origin story that I remember of Mysterio and I was like yes I love that they're taking the Marvel Universe in this direction with this movie and then the twist was like nope psych yeah so the twist was completely off of the comic book mm-hmm. thing right I didn't read 100% that comic book 100% yeah. did not see it coming okay. maybe they're they're going to introduce a real Mysterio in the future like the one that's actually going to touch bases to the comics but I don't know I don't think it's gonna happen because they've got so much shit. Why, why would they? This yeah. was the perfect. Was, this was the was perfect amazing. iteration of Mysterio. I'm not mad at the twist. I thought it was brilliant. I'm mad because of the results uh, that take away f- that the, the the twist takes away from the origin story that I wanted. But because of the twist, we don't get that, and we'll talk about that in the spoilers. But not yet. What is your so like Tupac, I ain't mad. I really hope those aren't really that loud on the. It's, it's probably not. Every time I mention it, they quiet down. Dude, you're like. What is you're happening? You like Doctor Doolittle, man? Wow. This fucking guy. Look Instead at that. of like big beasts or whatnot, he talks to fucking insects, bro. <laughs> Jeez, Christ. I'm the new Ant Man, bitch. What? It's like part of the Spiderwick Chronicles. Watch out, Paul Rudd. Hey, quiet down over there. Damn, it didn't work that time. It's good, man. A little way louder. Um, 
Anyway, I, I hope that's not too loud because we are recording outside and that's proof. These are loud ass. I don't know what they are. Locusts? No, they're not locusts. Grasshoppers? Mosquitoes? I don't know what the fuck Do mosquitoes make noises like that? No. I don't know, man. Um, anyway, uh, what would you say uh, disappointed you disappointed you about this movie, and why isn't it a perfect score? Well, uh, John Favreau... Without... Spoilers. John Favreau did not get naked, so... <laughs> Maybe in the outtakes. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. Uh, but seriously. <laughs> no, there's a... There's not many complaints about about it um i was it just me or was I, you it... know what actually i did dislike was the fact that spider-man did not have any fucking balls like how are people still that nervous to talk to a girl and why can't they just get to the point <clears throat> i think that was it's a stereotype I, for nerdy fucking high schoolers. Yeah, but that that's also again, it's true with the continuity. Uh, Peter Parker, that's that's the whole dichotomy that he's, he's out of his element most of the time. He he's he's uncomfortable in his own skin, and now he has to be an Avenger, and he doesn't know how to do either of those things because he's just trying to fucking live his life. Yeah, too, and he right? wants to be a normal kid, and he wants everything to happen perfectly. Hence, why he complains about this, he complains about that. Right. So uh, to me, that's just. Um, the the storytellers saying, look, you know, Peter Parker, he's gone up against, you know, uh, not necessarily a spoiler, but Nick Fury is talking to Peter Parker, and he's like, I, I didn't, I, I'm not really ready for any of this. I just want to fill Iron Man's yeah, shoes. Yeah, and then he goes, bitch, please, you were in space, and it's yeah. like. Oh, that is a spoiler. It's, not it's a spo- one of the best fucking jokes. It's not jokes. a spoiler at all. Yeah, it is, because it's, no, it's one not. of the best jokes we in all the know, movie. We all knew he was in space. That's not a spoiler. No, no. The joke. <clears throat> the joke Bitch, isn't a spoiler. please. You the joke space. isn't a spoiler at all. That's not a spoiler. That's one of the best jokes. I laughed my it, ass off. Just because it's a joke. good joke doesn't make it a like a turning point spoiler plot in the movie. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just a joke. They're still going to laugh when they hear it. Uh, they're still going to laugh when they hear it, but, that's, but he's making a point. He's saying, how are you not ready for this? You fought aliens in space. Like, like you're saying, man up, and he wasn't even talking about MJ. He was just talking about oh, stepping up. That's a spoiler. I'm the, dude, I know what I'm doing. It's not a spoiler yet. I haven't said anything about anything. But as a matter of fact, you spoiled it because I had to predict in the first part that they were going to be introducing introducing that. So. But was was MJ in the last movie? Yeah, she oh, totally okay, was. Okay, yeah, yeah, she was in Washington. Remember? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. That's not a spoiler. Not that. Um, but fans of the comic books know that there's always been a love interest between uh, Peter Parker and MJ. We'll get to that in a minute. So, I guess, yeah, you're, you're rating, because I haven't even talked about my expectations and how they no, were met. No, you have to and talk about yours. There were a few things that I had issues with. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a spoiler or not. Was it just me? I might be getting old and losing my hearing, but the volume in that theater didn't seem that loud to me. We were also all the way in the back, and yeah, it was it was kind of low. Was it okay? I thought maybe I realized that actually within the first like okay m- dialogue section okay, of the movie. Okay, me too. Me too. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, are we gonna have to fucking like pierce it? Or yeah, yeah. 
but I mean, we heard everything pretty much. It wasn't like it was terrible. It was just like listening to our surround sound on kind of medium yeah. level at our own house. It was really. It wasn't a movie experience. No, that's why I usually go to the big the GTX, the IMAX GTX one. GTX would have been dope. Um, or if we sat in the middle. But the thing is, there were so many people splotched out and around. Yeah, they were there was in weird no places. Real convenient place for us to sit. Right. Um, but actually, I think we sat in a good area because the guy in front of us was laughing at the same fucking adult shit that we were mm-hmm. laughing about. And the guy on our left, who you talked yeah, to on the way yeah. out, was laughing at some shit. There were definitely... Um, so, it's good to be around that. Yeah, definitely. I was just... Definitely, definitely. Uh, I was just going to say that um, there were... And by their reactions, I could tell it was their first time watching the movie, too. Mm-hmm. But they were still mad nerdy about the whole Spider-Man oh, yeah, yeah. thing. That that I that I was too, you know. And at first, I thought that I was commenting too loud because it wasn't that full to where we were gonna piss anybody off or talking through the whole movie. And trust me, we weren't. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe every time that we did have something to say, that I was being too loud because I thought I was pissing the guy off in front of us. I think he was actually listening to us. And he, yeah, I thought he wanted to be a part of the conversation too yeah. during the movie. Yeah, he was actually listening to us because he joked when I said something funny. Oh, really? Well, not joked, but he like fucking laughed at me and kind of turned his head. When I, I felt like we fun. had a kind of nerd camaraderie yeah. Yeah. with the audience that we were with. Which you know, is... I, I almost like bought a thing of popcorn and almost like like sawed a hole at the bottom of it. Oh, just yeah, to have him sit we, next we, to me. we almost felt that close to each other. Yeah, it was. Oh, you were nice. talking about him. Never mind. Never mind. Well, I share. <laughs> I would have been in the middle. I would have been in the middle. Uh, we would have had to modify the hole for me though. Make it bigger. Whoever gets to it first. <laughs> Extra butter. Sorry, you lost. No. Did you get Skittles? Um, <laughs> Sour Patch. Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> um, man, it's really because I don't want to give anything away. Now you got me double like <laughs> double guessing myself. It's sometimes it's hard not to give shit away because you just want to talk about it. You're excited about it. Yeah, so. but now <laughs> I'm thinking... I can't really give my rating without spoiling. As far as um, expectations, I didn't even give you my rating. I didn't give you a number rating. That's what. You. That's what I was. Say, that's why I was asking you for. Um, I would give it a. Oh man, it's tough. I'd give it a nine point five. Wow, wow, that's that's high praise. It is. It's high praise. It, it was very good. It, it was. struck me comedically, man. Yeah, Seriously. dude. You know what? Um, it hit. It hit the mad notes on the comedy tip. It did. Every every time I felt like holding back my laughter, those other two nerds that were sort of watching the movie with us, when they were laughing louder than me, I was like, oh, it's it's okay now. Like I can, I'm in a safe space. You know what I mean? I I, I wasn't like, I don't I don't know why uh, I'm inside my own head all the time. That's just me. That's that's why I do what I do with the adult beverages and the smoke and other herbivores, and. Uh, uh, the the, the schnuginge, but it felt to be snack. I felt yeah, <laughs> I felt very comfortable uh, watching this movie. Like I haven't felt in a really long time. For some reason, even in a movie theater, I'm self conscious. I don't want to laugh too loud or 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 or, Fuck or, it. or when I do talk, I don't want to talk too loud because I'm very particular about that as well. I hate it when people talk too loud in the theater, so I don't want to be that guy. Shake a spear in love. 
And uh, you texted me that the other day. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to. I didn't even it's respond to you. I'm like, how, I, 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 yeah, but I didn't know how to. Res- I didn't know how to respond to it. So I was like, I don't even know what to say to that. So I just didn't respond. I'm like, what the fuck do I say to like, that? Did you not get it? <laughs> I got it. I just didn't. Fucking like Ray Ray was in the bathroom getting a dick shoved through his ear at the same time. I was like, God damn, that shit is harsh. <laughs> getting a dick shoved in his ear. Wow, you just, <laughs> you just said that. Oh, that tickles, that tickles. Um, <laughs> first of all, can I tell you, uh, the it, it's harder and harder for me to tell the difference between what is fake on screen anymore. The CGI can, can was you tell? Oh my god! The CGI was on. We weren't even point. in a we weren't even in a four K <clears throat> theater, and I'm like, the cinematography. First of all, the locations they shot in. They the were water fucking effects were the best. Unbe- and then the unbelievable. smoke effects. But then the fire, I mean, yeah, it was all right. The molten shit but that came out of the ground? Great. Wow. But the fire, like, thing. Yes, yeah, I know. Not, as, well, not necessarily a spoiler. But it wasn't bad. But the fucking I think they did that on purpose, though. I think they did that on purpose, and I'll tell you why after I give my rating. So you gave it a 9.5. 9.3. Based? 9.35. Okay. <laughs> based on... Graphics alone, storyline was good. It was a little sappy about leading up to a certain point in the movie that I can't talk about just yet. Having a lot to do with suits. That's all I'm going to say. And the people that paused it during the intermission, thank you for watching with us, in air quotes. Uh, You know exactly what I'm talking about. That's a nod to the people that went and watched the movie without spoiling for the people that haven't seen it yet. So, mm. wow, I'm a genius. Anyway. That scene was very um, That being awesome. said, uh, the storyline um, was kind of predictable and got very Disney at times with the romance, with the kind of teenage romance storyline. But it was funny. Uh, very well placed, but if it went on any longer, yeah. I was going to pull the flag on it. They, like, stopped, they stopped. They stopped right the when right they were point. supposed to. And I didn't get too mushy. Uh, you're right. The comedy was on point. The graphics were on point. The action was there, but I desire a little bit more. Spider-Man, though, his action? That shit was dope. His shit was fucking dope. The the way they come up with these moves, new, new yeah. ways for him to use his powers... Uh, it's, like putting waves it, in between it, to go down I, and bungee up. Like, and I, I know the shit. The, the way that he goes through windows and then you think he's gonna go down and he goes up and then he's using his webs for slingshots now and shit. Like shit was fucking mad notes. Yeah. More than once I was like, oh shit, that's dope. And then right when I said that, I was like, oh shit, that's dope. Like it just they just kept topping it in the same scene, like layers on top of layers. One layer of dopeness. It, and but but the whole movie was that way. The la- the graphics were layered, the laughs were layered, the action was layered, and almost to a point where it was delayed. And I'm like, I I, I don't know if I like this or not. And they're like, gotcha, bitches. And I was like, oh shit, I'm on board. When his head hits the, you know, like three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they really did a lot of clever shit. And I even looked at you at one point. I'm like, how do they fucking come up with this? I know. I remember. You how the that, fuck yeah. do they come up with this shit? Genius man. It's unbelievable. They keep topping themselves I don't and I say this every single podcast when and I've I've for the for the for the returning listeners you guys know I've reviewed 99% of all Marvel MCU movies uh and I and I'll say this 
every single time, and I, not even it's not even a bit that I'm doing. I sincerely wonder how they're going to top themselves next time because this brain is very creative. But when so many people get together, like I was talking about, bringing it all back to the first port. First port. I'm getting gangsta now. I said port. No, but I bring it back to the first part of the podcast. This is what happens. Put my shit in the safe. (laughs) This is what happens (laughs) when you get like-minded individuals together. Because one genius brain is good, but five of them, ten of them, fifteen of them together can make shit like this happen. It's like having all the stones in one fist. Bam. And then you umbrella that shit up and somebody's like, (laughs) (laughs) So what do I give this? Um, I'm glad you asked, Mike. Uh, Oh, Darren. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, um, what do you give this? What's your score? Out of 11. Out of 11. I'm, I'm right up there with you, man. I want to give this its kudos, but I don't want to give it too many kudos because of what we're going to talk about in the spoiler section. 8.75. This shit. Still pretty damn good. This shit is solid, man. It's a solid movie. Um, it did have its. You gave Endgame, like, a fucking 11. Did I? I think you gave it 11 or a 10.5. I think I gave it like a 10.7, 11E, something like that. I, I wanted to get it as close to 11 as possible without giving it too much. Uh, and I don't regret it because after watching Endgame a third time last night, so. uh, I, I, I stand by it. It's it's as close to a perfect movie. It does have its issues with time travel. You know how stickler I am for that kind of science, that theory, but... Um, Nerd! Yeah. Um... <laughs> Shout out to Revenge of the Nerds, son. 8.75. I think that's solid. I think it's that's fair. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Fucking... I mean, that's where I'm sitting at. Okay. Oh, no, no, not for my rating. <laughs> from not the, from, my from rating. the ground. Wait, what? Um, no. Oh, oops. No. So we're talking about two different things. Um, no, we're not. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, everybody was good. I, I kind of have... I, I don't know if it's a character choice that Zendaya is being um, sort of mundane and low-level on purpose, but that was kind of explained at the end. That's kind of a spoiler. She's, she's always talking about, like, oh, I have a hard time getting close to people. I'm like, oh, that's the whole teenage angst thing. And I got that when I, I get it. But I'm almost 40 now. Can we just move on with the teenage angst shit? Like, we get it. They're in high school. They're in Europe. Let's, let's, let's move on. But uh, that might just be me. I, I I don't know if I'm a big fan of MJ Zendaya playing MJ. Um, she opened up at the end. Yeah. Ah. She showed more. Ah. Ah. I hope I hope Peter. Gets oh some, my God. I hope we're, Peter gets some of that. Pedophiles. <laughs> no, she's of age. She's just playing a teenager. Yes, I know. I know but still, uh, I think they're I think they're of age, eighteen. Yes, they are. Um, we're just gonna go with that. But she, her expressions changed yeah. because she already broke the barriers. She kind of did actually. Broke the barriers. Was it just me, or did she kind of physically change the way she looked at the end? She her hair. Looked, he got more. She got more mature, I think, towards the end of the movie. And her hair changed. Is that what it was? A lot of her hair. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I wonder if that was on purpose because they wanted to show character development, or if I'm just nitpicking at her character. But it got a little bit cheesy at points, which is why it's not uh, a perfect score for me. There was a scene in the movie where Peter Parker had to distract an entire, his entire class on a bus from doing Spider-Man shit, and it was like, oh, look over there, and everybody looked. 
It's like, really? Oh, it's goats or something. That's some fucking, oh, look, mountain goats. are like, the whole bus turns and looks, and there's an explosion behind the bus, and nobody knows what the fuck's going on. That, to me, was a little bit out there, a little bit Deadpool-y for me. Um, and it kind of crossed over between Spider-Man's snarkiness and Deadpool's serious sarcasm that, that gets a rated R every time. I believe it in Deadpool. I don't believe it in, in, in this. It, it had no place here. <laughs> it was a little bit childish is what I'm saying. I've never said this before, but don't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Deadpool. Is that, is that when he puts the lighter, the yeah. car lighter in his mouth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't swallow. Good God, that was great. Um, so there you have it. I guess, uh, if unless there's, we're going to, I know we're going to think of something uh, that's not a spoiler that we can talk about to sort of keep this going, but I'm pretty sure that this is a good cutoff point because we can pause it, re- like refill our drinks and yes. shit. And then um, come back and talk about spoilers. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to refill drinks um, and make loud noises. Clinky. And, <laughs> and. That was me, tears, man. My dog. Y- you guys are going to hear the worst sound effect in podcast history. That will be the spoiler countdown. And after you hear that, we will have spoilers abound, as I like to say. Here we go. Spoiler countdown. See you in a bit. What's up, everybody? This is your host here, Darren Torres, a.k.a. Analysis 49. You've reached the end of episode 119, part one, um, the spoiler-free part For the returning listeners, this isn't something that I normally do, as you know. For the new listeners, this podcast, this episode ran so long, just to let you know. So I'm going to be releasing this episode in two different parts. Um, So yeah, I just want to let you know that. Uh, Don't freak out. It's not over. So hope you enjoy this episode. Part two will start with a spoiler countdown for the new listeners. It is a really cheap sound effect that I put in, but you'll probably hear a disclaimer coming up in the second part uh, for anybody that just wants to listen to the spoilers. So this is essentially a pointless recording just to explain to you what's going on. Kind of like uh, I'm doing a talk glass where I'm over-explaining things, even though it should be painfully obvious. And now this is going on too long to explain to you why it's so long. Okay. This is a disaster. I hope you enjoy it. Peace. Peace.